Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good Wednesday morning. Asia Pacific markets are mixed this morning following a strong rally in tech stocks overnight. Seoul is up a bit less than 1%. Other markets are lagging behind though. Tokyo and Sydney are both trading relatively flat. Investors have their eyes on US bond yields, which retreated a little in last night's session. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Ryan Huang. So Ryan, welcome back. Hey, Michelle. Good to see you again. Uh, how are you feeling this Wednesday? Well, I'm pretty all right. So it is one day closer to the weekend, so it's all good. <laughs> good to hear. Listen, tech stocks did an abrupt about phase overnight, reversing a recent slide that brought the Nasdaq into correction territory. The tech-heavy index jumped 3.7% to chalk up its best gain since November. Big names like Apple, Amazon and Facebook led the way. So Ryan, I have a feeling that the theme of our show today is going to be what has changed because I'm going to be asking asking you more than once this morning that question what's changed why did investors jump back into tech stocks overnight yeah you've got a couple of reasons in fact this is interesting because it is pretty much a reversal of what happened yesterday so gears being changed and you now have tech stocks in the green in fact they are the winners today yesterday they were the big losers and some reasons include how people might actually be buying on dips. And this is with, of course, the tech rally in the past year really picking up so much and then losing steam in the front of the year. And now you are seeing a bit of um, investors or at least supporters thinking, hey, this is a good time to get back into it and jump on that bandwagon that I missed out last year. And you also have another reason and the fact that here is around bond yields and we've been seeing bond yields pick up in recent days especially with the passage of the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus bill over the weekend so that passed in senate and likely in the coming day we will see being passed in the house of representatives and then it will reach joe biden's desk this week to be signed so that has been raising expectations that the round of spending that will come will raise inflation and in turn raise interest rates sooner rather than later. So that has been priced in into the markets. And with rates going up, it will make it harder for growth names and tech stocks to see the type of growth we saw last year. Now, buy the dip could be the mantra of many investors these days, particularly uh, where popular stocks like Apple and Tesla are concerned. And speaking of Tesla, what a night it's had. Tesla has been the biggest gainer among the S&P 500 constituents. Tell us more about Tesla's rebound. Yeah, Tesla has been one of the big winners of 2020. But it has been going through quite a choppy ride in the past few days. It actually went on a five-day losing streak before snapping that last night with a jump of nearly 20%. So pretty much making back all the losses in the past week. So it also recorded its biggest one-day pop in 13 months. So that is off the back of the turnaround in tech as well as some upbeat sales data from China. So a couple of things helping the Tesla fan crowd get back into the game. So maybe... Tesla is still in for the long term because you do have that EV story, the green push. Mm. So all those fundamentals are still in play for Tesla. 
Tesla gained more than 100 billion US dollars in market cap overnight, and that jump is more than double the total market cap of Ford Motors. So did you see the story this week, Ryan, about how Tesla is plugging a secret mega battery into the Texas electric grid? What do you think about that? Yeah, of course, the backdrop of this is Texas was that state which went into a huge blackout because this is one of the, I guess, unique things about the Texas state. The power grid there has been privatized to the extent that you don't have the provisions to buffer for disasters or downtime. And so the incentives to do so are just not there. So this is where Tesla is hoping to come in to change things. They want to construct a gigantic battery to store up power. And this will help, of course, in downtimes and store power when it's easier or cheaper to make. So you will see some efficiencies through that. And this is something that Elon Musk and Tesla has been trying to push out in many places around the world. So Texas is the next stop for this Texas uh, or Tesla battery. Now, not everything rose overnight. As you mentioned, the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note dropped six basis points to 1.54%. And presumably, that wasn't very good for financial stocks. So is it fair to say that banks and tech stocks are moving in opposite directions these days? And that, you know, when one goes up, the other goes down. That is usually the correlation because the conversation has been around trade rotation, people getting out of one sector to go into another. So it's usually tech into value or the other way around, value into tech. So that has been happening in the past few months and we've seen now with rates in the conversation moving faster than what most people were expecting, that being accelerated. So now, looking at how yields have now come back down, settling at around 1.53%, we are looking at the financials coming back off again. In fact, if you look at the S&P 500, we have 11 sectors we track. Mm -hmm. The two sectors that were not in the green were financials and energy. So they they are coming back down again. And that is also reflected in the bank stocks. So those prices are coming back down again. So if you are an investor interested in bank stocks, this would be an interesting entry point. I want to bring the discussion to Singapore now. The Straits Times Index was the worst performer in Asia last year. Now, it's by far the best now. The STI jumped 1.2% yesterday to climb back above the 3,100 level. It is up 10% over the past three months. So, Ryan, what's changed? What is fueling investor interest in Singapore stocks? Yeah, it's a bit of a turnaround for the STI. 2020, it was one of the worst in Asia. Now, it's one of the best. And it's reflective of that rotation. People just going into the value play right now. And because the SDI is heavily weighted by bank stocks and property names, that has been lifting the fortunes of the STI. So looking at the Straits Times Index, year-to-date is up 9.3%. In fact, um, you are looking at the one-month gain at 5.9%. The past week is up 4.5%. So in recent weeks, it has been really picking up steam. And that, of course, is seeing the likes of banks, OCBC, UOB and DBS pushing near their 52-week highs. So very reflective of how there's now a bit more love for value stocks. 
the financial stocks in particular have been doing well. DBS up 15% since the start of the year and more than 30% from a year ago. OCBC and UOB have chalked up solid gains as well. So Ryan, we saw bond yields in the US slip overnight. Uh, should they continue to retreat, would that be bad news for the share prices of Singapore banks? You could see it that way, but it's not just about interest rates. Uh, of course, interest rates determines how much profit margins these banks will make. You also have to take into consideration the vaccine deployments, and that brightens the outlook for the economy. And with a bright economy, you will get more business activity, mm. more loans to be made, more money to be made through other forms of business. You also have the overseas exposure that these banks will have, and this includes China. For OCBC, that is a big part of their overseas strategy, so that could be um, something to look out for in terms of growth areas. So you will still have reasons to see banks go up if the economy does pick up. Investors are also keenly awaiting to see when the government will ease that cap on bank dividends. Remember, that one was introduced last year. Now, this week, we've been following the Jardine Group's plans to consolidate its corporate structure through a privatization of Jardine Strategic. Shares of Jardine Matheson and Jardine Strategic both jumped on news earlier this week. So, Ryan, how are they doing now and have they held on to their gains? Yeah, quick look at how Jardine is doing right now and just right off the bat, I am looking at Jardine Strategic, pretty much flat, is down by 0.03%, $32.80. And if I look at what's happening for Jardine Matheson, that is right now just pretty much escaping my screen right now. It is now at 0.2% lower at $65. So pretty much flattish after we saw... Well, some price action yesterday following the announcement that it's going to be buying up the remaining 15% that it does not own of Jardine Strategic. So yesterday, we saw Jardine Matheson extending gains of 5%. So building on Monday's gains, hitting a new 52-week high at 65.20. So that gave a lot of reason, the announcement, a lot of reason for for investors to get more bullish on Jardine Matheson. But by going by the by the opening numbers... It seems that that may be fading alongside the wider market sell-off that we are actually seeing in the SCI right now. So that will be something to track in the coming days. Of course, the price to watch that will be interesting is $33 per share. That is how much Jardine Matheson is offering for Jardine Strategic. And if you look at Jardine Strategic's stock price, is just slightly under $32.80 right now. If we turn to the Singapore property market now, we would see signs of renewed strength, most notably in the resale market. 36 HDB flats have been sold this year for more than $1 million. That is a big jump from a year ago. So Ryan Bloomberg says the Singapore public housing market is in a frenzy. What do we make of that? Well, there are some reasons that you could argue that could be the case. And you mentioned 36 in the past two months, the first two months of the year, that is a huge jump from last year. And if you look at just last month alone, we had 23 $1 million flats being sold. So that is really really reflecting how, resi- how resilient the property market is, not just in Singapore, but many parts of the world. And one of the big reasons has been the liquidity that has been trying to find a home. It's not just going to stock markets, it's also going to property markets. And if you look at how that could spill over, if you have public housing prices going up, it's likely a matter of time before it finds its way 
to private property. So that has been raising the alarm bells or at least the warning signs or at least more chat about how we might see property cooling measures down the road if the, uh, these price rise rises don't get under control. And just to give you some context, public housing prices have been rising faster than private housing. So just in the fourth quarter, we saw it up by 5%. That is double what we saw in the private housing sector. HGB is not the only sector doing well. Condo sales did jump earlier this year to their highest level since 2018. That was when the most recent cooling measures were imposed. So we got to think about the effect of that on um, rising prices for the private sector as well. Cooling measures introduced back in 2018, more than 1,600 flats sold in January, the latest month for which we have data. All right, time now for a quick game of up or down. I name an asset or an item in the news. Ryan tells us which way it's moving. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. Disney. Okay, Disney is in the news because it has a business update and I would say it is up. It's going to be opening its amusement parks sometime mm. in late April. It's also hit a major milestone for a streaming service, Disney+. Plus. 100 million subscribers, paying subscribers, in its first 16 months of operation. Wow. I'm one of those subscribers. (laughs) I caved. I don't even have a child at home. Disney shares, meanwhile, are up more than 25% over the past three months. I would say up for Disney as well. Next, let's look at Apple. Apple, I would say down because it's been accused of breaching privacy laws in, in Europe by a French startup group. So it's arguing... Apple may be collecting user data for all the wrong reasons for tracking, ad tracking services without asking for permission. So under investigation, not a good look for Apple. All right, interesting. I I would say up because I looked at their shares and their shares were definitely up overnight for Apple. But what caught my eye was the launch of Apple's new headphones, the AirPods Max. Mm. They're not cheap, selling at nearly 550 US dollars, but they're also expected to upend the market. Next, let's look at Roblox. So Roblox is one of those pandemic winners. If you've got kids, you would be familiar with Roblox. This is one of those games that allows you to create your own world. So you will have to learn a bit of programming. And that's one of the fun things about it. You can really get hands-on with Roblox. So that has been one of the hottest software properties. It's an indie game maker. And it is set to debut, go public on... The New York Stock Exchange, or at least the NASDAQ, at a valuation, the latest valuation is around $30 billion. Oh. So that is going to be making waves, or at least we'll be talking about it tomorrow, to see how it's faring on day one. You're absolutely right. We have to wait a day to see whether it's up or down for Roblox, because I think likely up. The gaming company does go public tomorrow. It is a direct listing, and Roblox already valued at nearly $30 billion US dollars. Let's check back in on local stocks right now. Ryan, how's the STI doing, and is it adding to yesterday's gains this morning? Well, I'm afraid not looking at the early action on the STI. It was on a two-day winning streak and going by the early numbers, it is giving back some of those gains. It's down by 0.4%, 3,096, but still quite near the one-year highs. So very reflective of how the banks, the property names have been lifting the STI in recent months. And if you take a look at how the banks have been doing, they are giving back some of those gains. Uh, those banks, the three local banks, have been near 52-week highs. And right now, looking at how the banks are doing, they are at the bottom three of the STI table. And DBS leading the way down 1.9%. 
at 28.29. And looking at the names we've been talking about earlier, Jardine Matheson Holdings, of course, in the news for making a bid to buy the 15%. It does not own of Jardine Strategic. I'm looking at Jardine Matheson right now in, well, pretty much flat at the moment. So that is also pending its results tomorrow. So both companies, Jardine Strategic and Jardine Matheson, will be announcing for your results tomorrow. So maybe more to talk about. For sure. So join us tomorrow on Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.